Welcome to Dead Harvey. This is where we take a weekly look at everything that's going on in indie horror. Uh, we're going to take a look at the news and different movies and talk about different things out there that we think people in the indie horror film world need to see because we are all about indie horror and making sure that we promote the movies that are out there and find new audiences for those films. So this is a slightly new format for us uh, where we're going to cover off uh, things that are going on in the news. We can also put the links to all these news in the show notes and uh, where people can check them all out. And we're just going to kind of do a 10 to 15 minute talk about what's going on out there and look at stuff every single week. So that's where we're going to start. Um, so the first thing that I found out in the news uh, this week is that there is a company called Spotter. Uh, they've recently raised $200 million to buy YouTubers catalogs. Uh, so what they're going to be doing is fronting cash in exchange for future ad revenue uh, from existing uploads. So essentially, this is almost like a like what's happening in the music industry and what happened in old school stuff where you would actually own a creator. But what I think this says is that people are looking to creators on YouTube and on all these platforms that it's a good platform to be. So are they doing, is this like a sort of a thing where they, where they're like, if you get money from YouTube, then it's just like a one-time buyout for your content on there. If you're well, essentially a channel or my understanding is what they're doing is if they like you as a content creator, they are pre-buying your future inventory. So uh, they're basically saying, I'm going to give you a bunch of money to go out and make more content but we get a cut of that ad revenue. So essentially it's like pre-buying, uh, like how it used to happen, like in the old school days that doesn't really happen anymore. When you had an idea, you had an actor, you had a bunch of stuff and you would go pre-sell it. Territories would buy it. And then you would take the money from the pre-sale and go finance your movie. They're basically saying, Hey, you're a good content creator. We're going to pay you to make content, but we get a portion of your future ad revenue. So they buy your like upcoming content, but then they also buy the rights to your stuff your that you had on there before too. It's yeah. like buying your catalog. So I think what this does is basically proves out that that YouTube and 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 other platforms like that are good places for filmmakers to be because if you can create an audience, and then there's going to be more of these guys because this is where ideas are going to be bred. I thought it was all. Uh, it's a pretty neat thing because, I mean, this is where the future is going, right? It's going to be less about you producing stuff yourself, but you're going to get it out on these platforms. And if you can get an audience, people are going to pay for it. So I thought that was pretty exciting for indie content creators. Um, next piece of news I saw was on Deadline and uh, Screenbox, the, um, that platform, which is kind of like Shutter, but is only in the States. Uh, they are owned by Cinedime Corp, which also owns Bloody Disgusting TV and a couple other niche channels. They have landed um, a Japanese web-based comic called uh, Suicide Forest Village, and it comes from the Grudge Director. Uh, so that's the, it's a North. They get they get the North American uh, streaming rights. First off, I actually had no idea that Screenbox existed. Um, oh, I've done. I did a trial off of there, like a. Like I think at least once or twice I did a trial off of there for like there was like one or two movies I liked on it. They didn't have a very very big catalog when I looked at it before. There was somebody in one of the Facebook groups mentioning uh, that they were going to get it for Freddy's Nightmares because apparently they put. I think that is on there. Yeah, I I, I took a look. It's on there. It just happens to not be available in Canada, and that's that's where I'm based. And uh, yeah, I was like Screenbox. But what's kind of neat about it? This has one of the one of the actors from Squid Game is on it. Um, and they're talking about that it's another Korean horror film 
or horror franchise based from a web comic and they're just like is this is this is this is turning into a thing so i I mean there's a lot of stories out of this it's like first off the graphic novel thing and people acquiring those and developing them into into content is one thing but like korea is now pumping out a bunch of really cool content um but it's just kind of cool the stream i think these streaming platforms are good and now i know about screenbox and and it does do a bunch. They do a bunch of old school stuff, like Freddy's Nightmares is on there. And yeah, I would get it just for Freddy's Nightmares, just to like, just to burn. You could burn through that in like a month. There's a, there's quite. I can't remember how many episodes they did, but I loved that show when I was a kid, and that came on. Yeah, it was awesome. And the last piece of news that I thought was interesting, just because it shows, you know, again where the market is going, um, is that uh, there a report came out that basically said by 2027. Netflix, Disney, HBO Max will control half of all global streaming subscriptions. Yeah, greedy bastards. But it also means like mm. like reading the article is basically saying that like first off they're going to own half of this, but we're basically just we're, we're we're transitioning off of one mainstream platform to another, right? Yeah, don't they already own half of it anyways? I mean, well, what all I was together. Yeah, what I always liked about the streamers was that places like Shutter and, and Screenbox and these things could pop up and basically give a platform mm-hmm. for an indie horror filmmaker to find. So, I mean, I think there's good things and bad things with it. It just kind of seemed interesting that obviously we're still early stages to the shift to streaming because basically they're predicting that it's all going streaming, like everything's going to go streaming. So I can't tell if this is good or bad. Like, is it good in that all of a sudden it's like, Hey, these guys might control half of it, but what we're interested in is that long tail. If everyone's streaming more screen boxes and more shutters and more platforms are going to show up that indie filmmakers can get their stuff out on. Or does this mean we're just going to the same place where basically it's all going to be controlled by conglomerates and you're back where you started, where you're not going to find any distribution. Oh, I think it'll go back to where we started <laughs> after, after a while when, if they get their way. Yeah. Because they do, there are a couple of companies that just want to own everything. So, but, but what, what to me it says as an indie filmmaker and especially in horror because there's enough platforms out there that this is where you need to look you shouldn't be looking theatrical mm-hmm. you th- shouldn't be looking out like places like tubi and 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 shutter are where it's at so you got to be thinking thinking streaming and um not only that like i've watched a couple of the other ones like the movie i watched like i've noticed it on streaming people don't give a shit about the length of the movie which is which is kind of cool like there's stuff coming out that's 60 minutes seven well, which one is it the, the longer is it like a longer or shorter one that you're talking about it was a, it was a shorter one where yeah. it's just like it, I, I don't think on streaming they give a shit because it's basically yeah. streaming like you'll look at shows and i think that's kind of well that was like when we talked about host that was like that that was that was like 50 minutes or so like that and it was great you know yeah and i don't think you like like because streaming is where mm-hmm. it's all going we don't have to worry about the length like i remember yeah. like when like when we were in film school and we had to write a script it's like well it better be 90 pages it has to be 90 yeah pages. Oh, how how long is your is your is your film? What has to be eighty five minutes or whatever the whatever it was? I think that to me is where this is going out the window. So if you've got an idea that can only be done in forty five minutes, yeah. perfect, do it. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be a place for it because I think that was ten years ago. There was no place for a forty five minute movie. Yeah, the same same thing goes for longer movies too. Because like I watched the extended versions of Lord of the Rings all because they re- they recently released those on HBO Max and there was like. I mean, they're close to each of them is close to four hours with the extended version, but it's great. And as long as I don't have to like, because these are like what I think is great for streaming, because you got like a long movie, like almost a four hour movie. It's great to watch at home. Like when they did the Snyder cut yeah. of uh, the Justice League, perfect to watch at home. It could be almost four hours, but you can just watch it in installments. You yep. watch it on your couch and then you can be comfortable when you watch it. It's like those longer movies. 
that are kind of painful to sit through in the theater because then you got like the trailers on top of it and you're looking at half your day, you know? But. Yeah. And I mean, I think all these different news as I was kind of reading and stuff, it's, I mean, obviously all news you get out there is about streaming now because I mean, the theatricals are so owned by a handful of studios and, yeah. and, and, and it, so everyone's looking at these now. Um, but, um, but yeah, to me, it's more like there, it's more about opportunity out there and doing what you want to make. Who cares about what the length is? Who cares what your budget is? Go out mm-hmm. there and make it. And there's going to be platforms out there and everything's kind of saying, saying that's the direction. Another kind of cool thing about streaming too, that I like that I've been seeing more of that I'd like to see more of is more shorts. Because, you know, Amazon's starting to include some shorts. You're starting to see that on a few platforms. I think shorts are really cool. Like, if you don't want to settle down for an entire movie, just watch something for, like, five to 20 minutes. I think that's great, too, to have that option for it. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think, like, I look at stuff, like, they must just crank them out. Like, all of a sudden, I didn't even follow it. But, like, um, and it's not a horror. It's a, it's a comedy. But Space Force uh, came out on Netflix. Oh, the series. Yeah. The yeah. series. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's only like something like eight episodes long, 25 minutes an episode. So they must have just pumped that thing out quickly and out of the blue. And you know, it's not much time for the actors, not much time for whatever. They bring mm-hmm. them back and they probably crank it up. Like, like, yeah, the fact that you can do, and no one's thinking, oh, we got to do 20, 22 episodes of a TV thing. It could be eight episodes. It could, like, they can be, and each one can be 17 minutes long, or they don't even have to be the same length at all. I think the, the it's just the more I read and look at the platforms, it's just don't think about how long a film is as any constraint whatsoever. You don't have to anymore. It's just what what's best for your idea. Now go out and do it. Yeah, which I oh, think yeah. is, is could be either a great or probably not a very great thing. Yeah. It all depends on a case by case kind of thing, you know. Case by case, who knows? But it's yeah. but I think that's going to be the future. It doesn't matter. Like just oh, it's only four which I think is great. It's much more freeing. You know? It's much more freeing, and I think yeah. that's what people got to think and get their head outside. Yeah. Of these constraints so anyhow i think every week we're going to do that now we're just going to keep our eye on stuff in the news that interests that we interest us that we think indie filmmakers might give a shit about um and and hopefully they do if you are out there listening and you read anything or think we should talk about it uh feel free to email us and and and, and we'll look at it um now we're going to move on to the films that we watched um this week um and typically they're going to be ones that recently either showed up on a platform or recently came out um and then we're going to finish off with stuff we're going to watch next week and explain why so i'll start movie i watched actually came out a few years ago but it just popped up on shutter for me which is bloodline um and bloodline uh is actually a blumhouse uh movie i didn't realize it was a blumhouse movie until it started and uh it stars uh stifler himself uh sean william scott yeah uh as basically like kind of like a Dexter like yeah character. yeah Dexter's very similar personality to um to Dexter like totally normal guy on the outside family guy he's a high school social worker yeah i mean and there was a i mean so anyhow basically he's like a social worker and he's really believes in his in in, in family like almost he's like a mix of dexter and peacemaker mm-hmm. in, in that he's uh you know he's all about family and, and and peace and he and he doesn't care who he has to kill to get it in the way type of thing um but it's not a comedy it's not a comedy mm-hmm. at all it's more dexter than than anything and it's actually got some pretty gruesome graphic the scenes. gore is pretty intense in it yeah, yeah there's got yeah. some good gore in it which i thought mm-hmm. was which was pretty cool um and anyhow there's some good gory scenes in it and, and what i what watching it i kind of realized and honestly it just popped up on shutter so i was like okay this is my one for this week showed up and it's got stifler but 
knowing it's Blumhouse, I got to say, the more I watch Blumhouse, and by the way, the Blumhouse model is he just comes out with whatever platform it's supposed to go to. If it, if, if it's good enough to go out theatrically, he's, he, he puts it out theatrically. If it's not, it, he'll just find a place for it. He doesn't care. He just picks a target budget, mm-hmm. makes it for that budget, won't go a penny over. And if it means that it goes straight to shutter or it means it goes to a wide release, he doesn't care. It's just, it, he that's just his plan. But what, when I watched it, the one thing I realized is like, fuck, Blumhouse knows how to make an indie horror. Like when you, I was just like, the timing was good. It looked good. He, you know, he gets the right actors at the right time. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows Sean William Scott, but probably didn't cost a lot of money to get, to get, to be in this movie. Right. Like, and, and just the pacing of it, what was needed in it. Like, it's just, it just reminded me halfway through it. I was like, you got to watch more Blumhouse. Even the lower ones that don't get the big wide releases, watch them because mm-hmm. Blumhouse knows how to make an indie horror. And he's a great, we've talked about him in the past, but it, 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 it's on Shutter now. I think there's multiple ways you can find it, but Bloodline's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth checking out. It is kind of like a little bit uh, generic. Um, yeah, that was my one well, thing. Well, story-wise, about- it's generic, but the actors are fantastic, and Sean yeah. William Scott's great in it. And the uh, and the gore is is pretty um, is pretty awesome. Well, too. that's actually what's yeah. funny. It's like that's like that's what I was kind of thinking. When I was doing. It's like this would be a bigger movie if yeah. it actually didn't deal with just a like the, the the script was so cut from the cloth. Like no, he's a he's a Dexter serial killer who's going out killing a bunch of people because like the plot line itself was just pretty basic. And where Blumhouse shines is stuff like the purge where it's a unique concept right where it's like a little bit like larger than life kind of concept yeah yeah yeah. this one was this one was much more toned down yeah for sure yeah Yeah. or scaled down i should say scaled down but hey if you're looking for a good quick and this one i think it was like i was like fuck 80 minutes or something like that it's a quick awesome gory movie with stifler and um and check it out for sure that's my i was i was pleasantly surprised after having a few that were less pleasant yeah, definitely worth checking out just for Stifler's performance alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, which uh, what movie did you check out? Um, Titan. Uh, and this is this is uh, the director is Julie DeCorno, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing I'm pronouncing that right. She's French, but she did the movie Raw. Yeah. And so this, and actually, the main girl from Raw is in this as well too, as like one of the side characters. But this is an incredibly bizarre movie about a woman who is a, a stripper at car shows. And then, and then she's well, not like all the way stripping, but a lot of like dancing and skimpy clothes. And there's all these rich people coming into the car show. And then she has an affection for cars. So you see like scenes when she's a little kid, she gets in an accident. And then when she gets out of the hospital, she starts like just kind of like um, caressing a car. And then, and then when she gets older, then she's uh, an exotic dancer at the car place. And then she's a serial killer. And a lot of times you don't understand why she's killing the people that she does. One of them is sort of like an obsessed fan, but the lengths that she goes to when she's uh, upset is far more than any normal person would go to, even when they're, even when they're pushed quite a bit. And then she starts taking all these people that are nice to her. So it's very strange. Somewhere in the middle of this, she has sex with a car and gets impregnated. And she starts to have like, so her tummy starts to grow and, you know, she's killed all these people. She's, she's got to get out of town. So she finds this poster of like a missing kid and she tries to pawn herself off as this missing kid by cutting her hair and strapping her boobs up and sucking her gut in. And her gut is starting to grow, but it's like this metallic kind of baby growing inside of her. So she's scratching her skin 
And this like metal, like this chrome starts to come through. She starts leaking motor oil out of her boobs and stuff. So there is some really bizarre shit going on in this movie. Wow. But the second half of the movie, she, you know, when she passes herself off as a, this missing son, she meets the dad and then the dad sort of takes her into the house and she doesn't talk to him at all. And there's just this very bizarre relationship going on with her. The dad is a dad's in denial and kind of knowing that she's not really the son, but just wanting to wanting to accept it and believe it. And a lot of the movie focuses on that. Whereas if they would have really hit the nail on the head with all this weird stuff, they'd ever made it more body horror oriented. I would have dug it a lot more, but there are some very bizarre concepts in this uh, that make it worth yeah. checking out just for that. Yeah. Well, Not as like focused as raw, but it's still worth watching. Yeah. Now what's interesting mm-hmm. about Titan is that it actually had a big festival run. Like, so oh, it, yeah, it, it, it actually went to con mm-hmm. um, and it actually won a Palme d'Or, I believe yeah. there. It was actually also selected as the French entry to the, for the Academy Awards this year, mm-hmm. but was not shortlisted. So it was actually, it, 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 and and the, and the Julia DeCorno or whatever her name is, she the, the writer director was actually received a bunch of awards for that. Yeah. Now it was actually interestingly a bit polarizing apparently at yeah. the festival run <laughs> yeah. because um, they talk about there's 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 movies you know that that are polarizing enough to where people mm-hmm. walk out of them even though yeah. they're critically acclaimed like and sometimes mm-hmm. it's for like like The Exorcist notoriously mm-hmm. had people walking out because oh of yeah. But apparently in this one, a lot of people walked out during this festival run because it was just a little too over the top with some of these really kind of like when she has sex with a car. Yeah. And and, and apparently a lot of people were like, this is fucking bonkers and walked out. Yeah. Um, so it, it was apparently a very polarizing yeah. um, film on the circuit. And yeah, and it's available now. There's like, there's mm-hmm. a couple of places you can watch it. That's um, yeah, I actually was going to, I wanted to check this one out too. So I might have to check it out now. Uh, yeah. I mean, just, just for the weirdness. Well, I think that the reason why I did so well is because she is, and I can see how it's very polarizing too, because a lot of the main characters, a lot of the things that she does doesn't make any sense. And she starts all these kind of innocent people as well too. So it makes a little disturbing to watch, but the whole bizarre nature of the movie is just great. Whether it's kind of more of a backdrop or anything, a backdrop or anything else is kind of aside from the point, just because the ideas are so bizarre, I welcome them because it's such a breath of fresh air. Um, But she's a fantastic director like she has this cinema verite kind of style that's just awesome yeah i mean that's yeah. if you watch the trailer mm-hmm. you, can, you can you can see that and intense too like the and then like the violent scenes when she sets them up work really well because they kind of like you kind of cringe at them because she does it with those longer shots that were effective and raw as well too she kind of holds on them yeah cool uh yeah i'll be checking that one out so anyhow now looking to next week i've uh um what what's on my radar to watch now I'm picking for next week. I don't even know if like like I, I feel like when we pick mm-hmm. these ones, we may or may not watch it. But something mm-hmm. that's coming out next week that's on my yeah. radar. I'm now looking at Mutation. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's going to be available on Tubi, but also on Amazon Prime. Now, what's attracting me to this is first off, it's called Mutation, and it's about the search for a cure created a monster. Um, it has nothing notable about it, but it did instantly say at the bottom, it's a new one coming out on Tubi, which I like. But people who like this also really liked sharks of the corn mm-hmm. so um any fan of sharks of the corn and, yeah. and, and other <laughs> and, and they also people who also liked it liked some other um uh asylum-esque things like uh last man down mm-hmm. and yeah. dune and dune world were also so people who watch that also watch mutation mm-hmm. so and then of course it's about a mutated rat that's been less mm-hmm. left loose or sorry a mutated rat that has mm-hmm. been let loose in a city 
that's really all it gives me on, on oh. the synopsis. So I don't know how that's actually tied into the tagline that the search for a cure created a monster, but I'm assuming that scientists make a mutated rat that mm -hmm. just goes on a killing spree. So what I like about this is we both went from fairly high budget indie mm -hmm. horror. Both yeah. of them are definitely indie. Blumhouse is indie. Um, and uh, Titan was indie, but they were both higher budget, that it's time to draw it back into the ultra low budget. And yeah. that's what mm -hmm. I'm assuming mutation is going mm -hmm. to be. So that's my that's mine mm -hmm. for next week. The mutation, the search for a cure created a monster. Also, we know it's a mutated rat. Well, I hear that. And I think uh, that I'm going to see a puppet. So I'll be checking that one out, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there probably will mm -hmm. be a puppet. There will be a puppet. Mm -hmm. It actually... It actually the, the the cover art it looks almost like the gate, you know, but it's mm -hmm. a box with like glowing eyes behind it and a, like a big huge claw coming out. It also looks like it's in a warehouse somewhere. I can't. Yeah, really... you know what that kind of reminds me of. I was kind of thinking of it'll be kind of a fun movie to have like two kinds of things going on at the same time. So let's say like you're a homeowner and then you got a giant rat inside of your house, like like Peter Weller did in, of Unknown Origin. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time. Like you have a baby that turns out to be demonic, like in It's Alive. Yeah. So you could stick the baby on the rat to take out the rat. Yeah, and then, you have two two different horror, <laughs> yeah. two different horror things battle, yeah. battle each other. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. That'd be kind of fun. So that, that that's mm -hmm. that's that's my pick for next week. Mm -hmm. let, let now we'll we'll find out if I actually watch it or not. Oh yeah. Well, you yeah. should because I'm going to watch it. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So uh, next week I will be talking about the Night Watchmen. So it's these guys that are like these security guards out these place. When all kinds of like zombies and everything take over and they have to they have to save the shop. The night watch does it have a big clown in the background? Yeah, yeah. The night watchman, yeah. The night watchman, okay. And it's on a lot of like the the free platforms like Tubi and stuff as well, too. Yeah, apparently. Oh, by the way, watchers of that also watched Zombievers. Nice. <laughs> Zombievers is actually awesome. It started Oh, oh Zombievers. Zombievers, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, we've, absolutely. We've actually, yes. we've actually talked about that one before because Zombievers was mm -hmm. uh was started as a YouTube video that got picked up and the, the, oh, idea, right. the, the idea was so bonkers that they turned it into a feature. Um, not to take anything away from the night watchman here. It's got a clown. It's going to be on. Uh, the clown is just one of, one of the many zombie creatures that they fight. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, a, but it's actually a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, yeah so we'll talk about that next week as well. We'll talk about that next week. Okay, so that's good. So there you go. That's kind of going to be our new format now. We talk a little bit about the news and movies we watched and movies on our radar for next week. And uh, we'll just keep it rolling that way. So if you have any news or you have any movies or indie horror films you want us to talk about, reach out. Go to deadharvey.com. Send us an email. Uh, also, subscribe comments like this wherever you found it because the more that happens the more other people are going to find us and the more other people find us the more uh indie horror we can get out to the masses because um that's really what we're trying to do here find audiences for all this stuff so uh if you, you'll help us by you help us doing that by liking sharing following commenting absolutely and on that note i have a uh, plug for a filmmaker um so he sent us some of his info his name is gorilla Metropolitana. And uh, he's got a few uh, movies on YouTube here, and he's working on a feature. I will send uh, the links to them in the show notes. Got a couple of shorts here, and then one, like a little bit of a longer one called The Censor. And um, uh, theirs is a lot of, if you want to watch something that's outside of the mainstream, has to do with uh, serial killers, a lot of mixed media, uh, gore, um, incredibly like weird shit happening and constantly being thrown at you. 
uh, symbolism that like a lot of it, I did not understand what was going on, but I felt like I would put this in, um, I would put his work in a category of like very like British looking, also very kind of French style. And also you can save money on drugs by watching his movies because you feel like you're on drugs when you watch his movies. And there's, nothing, uh, <laughs> there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and oh, this is great. Now, if you're looking for something outside of the mainstream, here you go. Uh, so I'll put the notes on there uh, for the his YouTube videos. And then uh, best of luck on the new work. One new one you're working on there, uh, Gorilla Metropolitana. Uh, check his stuff out. All right. Awesome. So there you go. And if you got anything you're working on, make sure you let us know. All right. Until next week. Until next week.